Welcome to Michael and Mary in the Morning. The cute-ass morning show you didn't know you needed. We're a feel-good podcast about two childhood best friends who quit their corporate jobs to pursue their dreams in Los Angeles. Chasing our dreams, drinking too much coffee, and silver lining that shit. So take a seat. Pour your cup of coffee. And we'll be here every Monday. Welcome back to Michael and Mary in the Morning, the cute-ass morning show you didn't know you needed. Mm, (laughs) That morning coffee this morning. Guys... It is so fall outside. It is so fall. The high, oh, happy Monday. Happy Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We're here to write your day. Like every But it's also like so (laughs) fall outside. It's supposed to be like 65 Mm -hmm. degrees today. The coldest day on record. We have our fall. Oh my gosh. Get up here. That's a spooky candle. We have the pumpkin. We have the flurs. When we told you to- Michael looks like my Montana boyfriend. You should see my socks. Um, (laughs) When we told you that to like refresh your space and cleanse your space in the fall and bring in fall items, we did that this week with the pumpkins, with the fall flowers, with the candles, and it's literally changed everything. And with the letter board, might I add? Add. Add it. Go. (laughs) Okay. So we had our friends, Nicole and Kevin, over for a- The second annual. Second annual (laughs) Halloween movie night. Last year, we watched Halloween Town, and this year, we decided to watch- Harry Potter Best and the decision. Prisoner of Azkaban. Best decision. That's number three yes. for anyone who's wondering. Um, our favorite, mm-hmm. weirdly. Yeah. I don't know why it's my favorite, but it always has, the, a great has been the one that stuck out to me the most. I think Goblet of Fire might be mine. Oh yeah, you told me that. I you really love that love one. me some Goblet of Fire. And then I really um, enjoy the Half-Blood Prince as well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We love a Heartbreak Prince. Mm. So. <laughs> I'm impressed. That's like a me type of level of Whitney Taylor Swift, whatever. You've been living with me too long. No, I'm I think so about proud. that every I'm time. So Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, every time I hear that song, and I'm like, and the half blood prince. Yeah, right? yeah. literally. 100%. Um, but our letter board, I have one of those letter boards where you put the letters on it, and make phrases, and blah blah blah. And it's so, so cute. fun. And I put not me, not, not Hermione, Hermione you. you. And I spelled out your. <laughs> it's really beautiful. If you get it, you get it. You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we can't explain everything, so. But yeah, happy fall. Um, were you going to talk about, uh, what were we even talking about <laughs> to get to there? You were, you were oh, the decorations, the pumpkins. Right. The fact that it's cold out. Right, 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 right. Just general um, fallness. I thought there was actually a point we were trying to get to. I don't know. Um, but this, <laughs> it also smells like cinnamon because Nicole brought over these oh cinnamon broomsticks. Yeah, it's like a potpourri kind of thing. So and the whole house so smells cute. like cinnamon now. And I just made coffee, so it's like... A fall coffee shop in Montana. Literally, I brought out the flannel. Like it's all happening, and we really recommend leaning into the fall. Honestly, just dive right in. Dive right in. Don't lean. Jump. Jump. Literally, and it just feels good. Jump then fall. That's the thing about it, and I don't, I don't know why it took us so long. You know what I mean? It took us having to have people over to be like, oh, we should probably decorate for fall because I think that we we wanted to, but. We've just been so crazy. Like I feel like everything is crazy. And then yeah, and then we had that weird hot moment. Yes. Where I was like, oh, it doesn't feel like fall anymore. So it just we couldn't get right in the right headspace. We still had to go to Malibu another day. But now I think we're we're here. Full in fall. Let's go. Like Halloween's like what next week, then the Thanksgiving Christmas. So we are full here in the holiday season and in the holiday spirit. Speaking of fall, we have to talk about our friend Maddie, Mm. who's a very recent listener. She's starting from the very, very beginning. She found us on TikTok and she's starting from episode one, which 
I'm a little scared about. We always get scared. <laughs> but she it is sounds just like, like it's still great. <laughs> the best. She's been DMing us and is so sweet. And she was asking about Michael's fall gift baskets that yes, he was sending last year. Which is so funny because I like I forget about yeah. everything we say. So the fact Especially because it's was like last year was still quarantine basically. Right. And so you were like, this is a nice way to like reach out to friends since we totally, can't see them. Totally. Yeah. Maddie like commented on one of the TikTok videos of the podcast clips. And she was like, I started from the beginning. I'm three episodes and I've already cried multiple times. And we we're just like, <gasps> and she sent us like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful message on Instagram, just saying like how much she appreciate what we said and like exactly. resonates with everything we're talking about. hundred percent. And like how she had that. just like graduated in 2020 and starting a new job. It's like, the identity crisis of it all. And it's just like, yeah, we've so been there and we so get, it. I feel like that's so much a part of like the podcast journey and the story of it has and been like, are. exactly about that, like starting new things and being like, who am I and what am I doing? And just yes. like working it out and figuring it out together. Having so the that's courage so to just cool. forward. And Literally. that's what this episode's all about. Yeah. Like feeling the fall funks mm-hmm. and just moving forward with them and doing everything positive that you can possibly do to keep yourself going through it. And like yeah. soon the time's going to change. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to get real <laughs> up yeah. in here. Remind me about, about Fall Fung's again after I tell this Maddie story because I have another story. There's so many stories to I'll tell. I'll do my today. best. Um, okay, so yes, Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. I was going to say... Oh, I'm talking about the fall, the fall, the fall, bo- the fall boxes. Okay. She was like, what did you guys like send to people? Okay. Yeah. Big. I'm big into tra- sending Trader Joe's themed boxes. Cause many of the people in my life don't live near, near a Trader Joe's, i.e. Montana, my family back there, anything like that. Yeah. Um, obviously the pumpkin biscottis you have to send in a fall basket because yeah. that's my favorite item. One, yeah. two, um, a fall scented candle. Obviously. It's just so cozy. That's- and like. If you don't do that, then like, don't bother. The power of a candle that like someone can like light it and it fills their space and they smell it and they're thinking of you. And they think of you every time. You have the power to, (laughs) you have the power to make someone's (laughs) entire home smell like you. 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 Why wouldn't you want that? <laughs> That's the thing. Like that is so that Yay. is so that is so cool to me. Um also Anything that you know of them that's like their favorite, something very intentional and personal. Maybe it's like a favorite candy or something like that. My mom really likes black liquors. Like that's just a little so thing. So does that my like, mom. Right? It's a really a mom thing. Such a One mom of those thing. things that you're just like, this is like so them to me. Yeah. Any cute fall card and like yeah. with a cool cover that they could like put on the refrigerator, I think is really cute. Something Aww. like that with like little, little sweet things in it. Um, and then... I mean, really, anything else? Pumpkin? Any sort of like fun decoration or like the potpourri, like Nicole did in her basket. She she brought us like these little leaf decorations and I put them over there. And it's just like the tiny little details and the little like pumpkin Mm -hmm. candles. Yeah. Yeah. Just any like seasonal kind of uplifting. This is so fun. I want to send out one now. Thing. So fun. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. We have so many yeah, ideas. We, have, we need to sit down and actually discuss it like, and like actually make them, <laughs> them into fruition. Yeah. Um, okay, Maddie, but we love you so much. We're so we excited you. that you're here and that you're starting from the beginning. So that means you'll hear this episode us talking Next to you year. in about a year. <laughs> so see you then. <laughs> but it's never too late to become a member of Michael and Mary in the morning. We love this you. This is so fun. And it also, I just want to like go back to the I fact wonder- of like us, right? Like doing this 
doing it for a year, over a year, a year and a half. But then there's people finding us like now. That blows my mind. That's what's so cool about it. And I like, that's why it's so important to keep doing it and anything you do. Cause people will find you so far down the line. Like we're talking about that Emma Chamberlain of it all that she's been doing it for years and you found her like a month ago. So it's like, you keep going, you know, you never know the timing of when you need to find someone. Amen. Wanted to briefly talk about how we talked about fall funks last week Mm -hmm. and did we did a mental health check? And if you haven't listened to that episode, really good. Just that a reset. Really nice. Yeah. And multiple people like commented on TikTok and were like, oh my God, I'm the same way. It hits October and like the seasons change. Cause they've like, I've been in such a funk as well. Yeah. Janu, that's what I was gonna bring up. She said that on um the TikTok and she was like, No, literally, this happens to me every year. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad I'm not the mm-hmm. only one. We're like, Yes, hundred percent. We are there. Yeah, so Maggie there said you. the same thing. I I it inspired me to do one of my like story check-ins. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, honestly, this has been really hard. Mm-hmm. Some people have colds and are sick. Some people got the flu. Yeah. Like, it's just like everyone seems to kind of slow down and mm-hmm. also like hit a wall at some point mm-hmm. when like it gets darker earlier. That oh, really I'm messes so scared with of me that. because I think that I have like so much daylight left yep. and then I'm like, wait, the sun is down already. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, that's the end of my day. And I, it just was like really nice to see how many people really resonated with that. And like, yeah. I think, yeah, that was a really good episode. So hundred percent. Um, so yeah. So with this week's episode, we really wanted to talk about feeling those feelings, feeling the fall funk, but like not giving up. Yeah. Keep pushing forward. So we have a really fun episode planned about stories, about people, people who you know, you could say famous people, artists, writers, actors, um, who really went through some hard stuff to get to where they are. And a lot of stories that like, I didn't even know, like, you know, you look at someone, you're like, oh my God, they made it. But like Mm -hmm. hearing about the stories of like all the hard stuff that you don't hear about is so important because that's what we're all facing. That's what it's, and we're all human. And I think it's so easy to forget about that, except for when you read these stories, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like Literally. the universe doesn't have a special place in there mm-hmm. in its heart for these people. Like no. we're all just doing the same yeah. thing, trying to get through it. Yeah. Amen. Inspiring. But um, first, should we go up? Let's go up. Okay, great. <laughs> Our weekly segment of little brighteners <laughs> that can brighten your week this week. Yeah. Um, quotes, songs that we like, anything that you can apply to your week just to make it feel a little better and brighter. Mm. My quote this week is from Instagram and it's from Dr. Alexandra Solomon. So wise. She said, (laughs) what a skill it is to say goodbye to an experience or relationship without devaluing its place in your life. Skill. Oh my God. Practiced skill. What a skill it is to say goodbye to an experience or a relationship without devaluing its place in your life. Because I feel like it always happens. They're like, why did that happen to me? I regret that. Like, Literally the de- devaluing of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like the magical part of it is like how something changed you or made you who you are today. Like you wouldn't yeah. be that same person. And also like, it's not your fault. Like mm-hmm. you chose this person that sucks. Mm-hmm. You chose a job that ended up being stupid. Mm-hmm. Like anything that you chose in the past is not like your fault. That's, that's who you were at that time. And those were the tools that you had in your Mm -hmm. toolbox at that time. And so the reason it's such a skill is to be like, Oh, I like, I still appreciate, I can appreciate what that job gave me Mm -hmm. and it got me to where I am now. Yeah. 
And like, I don't devalue myself or yep. it or my then, life at that time. And it did not matter either. Right. Like it did matter and it was purposeful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't find out the reason that these things happen to you, whether that yeah. was a person in your life, a job in your life, whatever, until yeah. years later down the road yes. when some magical thing connects you, which I think we'll probably hear about in our stories this week. You know what now, this so. reminds me of? Me. Whoa. Yeah. The... The prisoner of Azkaban of it all, how they go back in time. Oh my God, everything. And is they realize that everything has a reason. Yeah. And Harry realizes that it was, that it was him. Oh my God. Ah! Harry, no one's coming. Harry, no it one's coming. You. It was you. <laughs> it was me. I- Patronum. <laughs> Literally. No, that's such a good one. That is so that's interesting. so full circle. Whatever you said just before that was like reminding me about like, the fact that Hermione was the one who mm-hmm. threw the rocks yeah. and called, did the howl. Yeah. And like, Harry was the one who called off to the Dementors. It's yep. just like, oh, you just never know. Yeah. Great. Well, mine um, is a quote that I saw on the Pinterest of it all. Mm. And um, it is very short and sweet, but also just like very true to right now. Yeah. Taking care of you is productive. Amen. Key word being productive because I just Mm -hmm. feel like whenever we talk about productivity, it's just like, how much can you get done? Mm -hmm. How much are you doing? What have you done? What Mm -hmm. can you show for yourself? Hustle, 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 hustle. But sometimes we just have to like do me. Like I just got to take care of myself and not worry about anything else. And that Mm -hmm. is just as productive, like reading a book. Mm-hmm. And and not doing anything else productive. Mm-hmm. Just doing, just taking care of yourself. That's yeah. That's it really productive. sucks that like uh, you don't get paid to take care of yourself. Honestly, like productivity <laughs> and like uh, staying afloat in the world is like all like monetary. So it's like doing all these things in the work. Like you have to do that yeah. to whatever. Yeah. But when you take care of you, you don't get anything out of that. Like you do like mentally, physically, all that stuff, but yeah. like to like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like you need to take care of yourself in order skill. to get that, Like anyone yeah. can learn how to do a job, but like nobody knows how to take care of themselves yeah, really. <laughs> that's the thing. That's so important. Yeah. And find, finding that. Maybe, maybe we pay ourselves through accomplishment and mm-hmm. love and treating ourselves. Yeah. Manicures. Maybe that's our yeah, compensation. Yeah, just sitting and like having your nice cup of coffee and being yeah. calm and yeah. like not having to worry about anything for a second or just taking some time to yourself, just taking a break. Hmm. You don't have to, yeah. I love that. You don't have to make it so heavy. Yeah. Totally. Take time for yourself. And fall is such a good time to be cozy. Uh, my song totally. this week is Way Less Sad by AJR. I am on an AJR hype train. I am the conductor. <laughs> All their songs <clears throat> are hitting me so much, <clears throat> much right now because, like we talked about, their music is so like, yeah. life sucks right now, but it's joyous. Like, yes. that's the thing. And I yeah. love that because you have to find, like, the calm and the chaos. You have to find the yeah. celebration and, yeah. like, the hardship like you just have to um and there's the song called way less sad by them and what i love about it so much not only is it euphoric but it just talks about like 
I'm not as like down in the dumps as I was, but I still not out of it and I'm not mm-hmm. like happy, but I'm way less sad. And like that, that's I think that something is to so celebrate. Relatable. Yeah. And like nobody has written a song about mm-hmm. not being happy yet, but I'm yeah. way less sad than exactly. I was. Like it's not that like snap out of it. Yeah. It's the journey, but I'm like getting there. You yeah. know? And I how important that. it is to like celebrate like the small wins in life mm. and like things getting a little bit better and things like that. Like you're on that process. Not it doesn't have to be this like stark change that yes. you're getting there. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. I I'm love obsessed. that. Yeah. Um, my song this week is actually my whole Hollow's Eve playlist. Mm. I <clears throat> got a request on my Instagram on my last post about my playlist to make a Halloween playlist by Crispy. And um and then also on TikTok by some other people too. So I did, and it's a masterpiece. Mm. I have to say, yes. I just have done it again. <laughs> I can't, I'm like, why am I not working for Spotify? Don't I don't know. I have multiple Amazing. Times. Well, they don't ever have like a playlist. It's Play- not really like a maker, position. Yeah. Playlist curate, cu- curator. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to do anything Hi, else for I you. I just want to make playlists for you. There's not really a position. my own position. Um, that exists for that. But... This playlist is bomb. It has like Ghost by Justin Bieber. It has mm. Wolves by Selena Gomez. Mm. Wolves by One Direction. Mm. Two Ghosts by Harry Styles. Mm. Nobody No Crime. Obsessed. Haunted. So yes. Like yes. Zombie, Bad Guy, mm. Black Magic Woman, Witchy Woman. Like there's just yeah. so many good songs for everybody. Mm. And not all of them are like specifically Halloween, but yeah. some of them are just kind of like spooky or yeah. weird or like darker sounding mm-hmm. there's a bunch from kim petrus's album that's oh, yeah, like the um turn off the light i think it's called great anyway it's a banger it's yeah. really fun to drive to mm. so For your halloween parties anything like that that's a good yeah and it's and it's not like the there aren't a bunch of class there's like some classics like ghostbusters or something on there yes. but it's not like your obvious like can get anywhere halloween yeah party playlist mm-hmm. it's like for you know it's like in halloween aesthetic i want to yes, say yes i like that aesthetic. i like that so we'll link it mm. go follow it you're gonna love it you're gonna love it here you're gonna love it here amazing such good uppers this week let's get into kind of what happened last week we got a glance and then yeah let's get into the week let's get into our week at a glance um so last week my beautiful friend my beautiful friend brie came and Bri. i met her in missoula Beautiful story how we met, but I won't tell the whole thing. It just, she found me on Instagram during like the BLM protests and she was really worried about moving to Montana and she ended up like seeing my stuff and was like, thank you so much. You're making Mm -hmm. me feel a lot more comfortable to move here. And we ended up hanging out and like shooting some photos together. And anyway, so she came and visited us and met Michael for the first time. She's like followed us, listened to the morning show forever. It was so fun. We went to dinner, this really yummy Indian place called Tumbi. Delicious. In Santa Monica. If you're in LA, go check that out because it was really good. Really good. Um, and then we went and got drinks and did some dancing and it was just like Rooftop so vibes, all the stuff. So fun. Yeah. It was really, really fun. And then we shot some stuff for a brand of mine, but 
It was great. Yeah. It was really, really great. Yeah. It's fun. Like we can't be like, oh my God, we've like followed each other on Instagram for so long. We always like hype each other up in each other's like photos and things and then got to like meet real life, which is so fun. And like so fun for you to have like a friend from Montana to come and like see you down here and in your life down here, especially that you've been here for a year now. So it's like, yes, I like live here. This is like It feels really good to like have someone you've known for a while, like back in an old life. Mm Mm-hmm. And have them come down here yeah. <clears throat> and you're like, oh yeah, I just live in Los Angeles now. Yeah, like, you're like, you, I'm not the same girl. No, no. That's the thing. I'm not. That's the thing about her. hundred um, percent. So yeah, that Very was just special. really nice. I encourage you to make plans with friends, even if you might not feel like it, or even if it's like for an hour, like just see people, you yeah. know? Because yeah, I voice memoed some old friends from like high school this week, and it's just so nice just yeah. because you forget, even though quote unquote you're not that person anymore, right? Those you, people you knew still, you when yeah. you were that person, or like people have known you for a long time and like yeah. deep rooted relationships. And you know, I think that's and you very, still have those memories, very connected. and like that was also you at one point, you know, yeah. so it matters. Um, and then we had the Harry Potter movie night, which we talked a little bit about. We put that on our bucket list, right? Or whatever for the fall. We, we said to have a movie night. We did. Honestly, it's so fun. It's so important. It was so fun. We set up the projector, had the couch, we had drinks, we had yeah. the charcuterie board. Yeah. We had some crackers. It's just so fun to like entertain people and have people over. It and is be like nice. really purposeful and like what you create. And like we got like all the fall foods from Trader Joe's, like the butternut squash mac and cheese balls. Oh my god, that's delicious. So good. And then the spaghetti squash mm-hmm. was so good. Spirals, too. they were frozen. You just heat it up and yeah. add like the cheese again. Trader you. Joe's is so Came good through. at like the easiest dinners yeah. that you literally just heat up for four minutes and I it's know. like the best meal you've ever literally. had. Um, Pumpkin cheesecakes, just all oh, the fall, shit. all the fall things. That. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah, you tried to put it in the Tupperware. Oh, I didn't try. I successfully executed the Tupperware. <laughs> You're into like, it. don't look at me. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, I would be <laughs> horrified by my maneuver, but I was just like, I was just really need to pack it all in there. And like <laughs> the cheesecake was bigger than the Tupperware. Anyway, it's, it's just all so funny everybody. when you like clean up at the end of the night and it's just like, oh, I don't just, like, care. I just we need done. to like go to bed. We like, <laughs> it was so funny. To the me. night is over. We've done um, everything we have to do. It's so special, especially with friends like that, because like, Nicole and Kevin are like the most beautiful humans in the entire planet and dress so well and have beautiful style and are super into Halloween. And so when she like came through with the basket Mm. with like the cheddar popcorn and the pumpkin candy and the, it makes you feel special when like your friends are like, oh, I'm going to bring like a nice little gift for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so nice just to calm down for a moment. <sighs> okay, let's get into these stories of people who never gave up. Beautiful. Because what's the difference between them and us? Let's That's talk. That's the thing. They just like, made it first. I could, I could be J.K. Rowling. You could be I J.K. haven't Rowling. written eight masterpieces, but... Yeah, 100%. So we'll just take these little story experts. This is fun. This is like story time. I love um, that. And they're just little... Little, little little nuggets of stories um, that just say how, like, where they were before they got to where they went. Beautiful. So, <clears throat> J.K. Rowling, she had just gotten a divorce, mm-hmm. was on government aid, and could barely afford to feed her baby in 1994, just three years, that's crazy, before the first Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, 
which is crazy. That was interesting. The title was published when she was shopping it out. She was so poor she couldn't afford a computer or even the cost of photocopying the ninety thousand word novel. So she manually typed out each version to send oh, to publishers. My it was rejected God. dozens of times until finally Bloomsbury, a small London publisher, gave it a second chance after the CEO's eight year old daughter fell in love with it after she read it. See. Like, you just never know how shit. things get started. Like, yeah. she had to manually type that out. I would have given up after the, like, halfway words. through the first one. Are yeah. you kidding me? And that she sent it, what, to, like, a dozen at this point or something like oh that. And you're gosh. just doing it. And they're like, <clears throat> you're on, in a divorce. You're on government aid. You can barely afford to feed your baby. Wow. And she just believed in, like, what she was doing. Like, you would think that after one of those things, you're like, maybe this isn't for me. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that it's kind of scary to think about that because I'm like, how many things have I turned down because it was too hard when it could have been, like, something amazing? Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about, like, there was a reason why you're not doing that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. if there's something that even if you keep getting turned away from, like, you really want to do, like, Go. Yeah. Keep doing it. hundred percent. That's your And sign. like, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Stephen King. King was broke and struggling when he f- was first trying to write. He lived in a trailer with his wife, also a writer, and they both worked multiple jobs to support their family while pursuing their craft. They were so poor that they had to borrow clothes for their wedding oh, and got and had gotten rid of the telephone because it was too expensive. Honestly, great idea. Yeah. (laughs) Get rid of it. (laughs) King received so many rejection letters for his works that he developed a system for collecting them. Oh, sad. In his book on writing, I have this book. It's fantastic. He recalls, by the time I was 14, the nail in my wall would no longer support the weight of the rejection slips impaled on it. I replaced the nail with a spike and kept on writing. Damn. He received 60 rejections before selling his first short story, this, uh, The Glass Floor, for $35. Even his now best-selling book, Carrie, wasn't a hit at first. After dozens of rejections, he finally sold it for a meager advance to double-day double publishing, where the hardback sold only 13,000 copies. Not great. Soon after, though, Signet Books signed on for the paperback rights of 400,000, 200,000 of which went to King. Success achieved. Yeah, I think um, when I when I when when I would get to the trailer, I think the trailer part might be where I give up. Like he's like was <laughs> living the, in a yeah, trailer. Like, yeah, <laughs> like think about it though. You're okay. Let's say that you're doing the thing that you're passionate about, right? But mm-hmm. then you're not making it at all. So it's like you have to move from where we live now to a trailer mm-hmm. instead of getting like a job to like be, have steady income. That's the thing. I don't know. That is strange. I don't know if I would go for the trailer. I mean... <laughs> Never think about this, though. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. You're I like, know. okay, I can either get a job or I can keep trying to make it, but I got to go live but, in a trailer. But here's this is the insane. thing. Like, I've, I've, I've had jobs With that- kids. Mm. This is nuts. <laughs> the kids like, this is, I just want to, like, wrap... I'm just wrapping up crazy. This is in my mind. <laughs> I've had jobs that I've hated yeah. that I like did not want to stay at. And like, I, I, I don't know. You got to go live on the outskirts of LA in a trailer with a bunch of other trailers. Not that that's your water is cold. Awful. But I don't know. Yeah. Just that's wild. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to think about. 
the whole rejection slip mm-hmm. spike in the wall is Obsessed quite with depressing. <laughs> but also, like, I kind of like how he kind of mm. took the power back and was just like, Okay. That's the thing. Like I'm obsessed with it because it's using the rejection to fuel your fire. And I yeah. love that because that can go one or two ways. You can yeah. either like see that, but like, dang it. Or you can literally go twice as hard. Yeah. And it only takes one yes to like. Literally. Literally. But yeah, like the 60 rejection letters, I feel like after like 22, I'd be like, yeah, maybe something's off here. 22. Maybe I'm not quite. Mm, I'd get like right. two of them and I'd be like, shit. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm a failure. Wow. That's insane. I like I I like I like the visual of the nail, like having something physical to remind you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's whatever nice. that looks like for you. I think that could be really good. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Ooh, Jim Carrey. When Carrey was fourteen years old, his father lost his job and his family hit rough times. They moved into a VW van on a relative's lawn, and the young aspiring comedian, who was so dedicated to his craft that he mailed his resume to the Carol Burnett's show just a few years earlier at age ten, took an eight hours. Eight hour per day factory job after school to help make ends meet. At age 15, Carey performed his comedy routine on stage for the first time in a suit his mom made him and totally bombed, but he was undeterred. The next year at 16, he quit school to focus on comedy full time. The fact that his mom let him quit school to. Right. Um, He moved to LA shortly after where he would park on Mulholland Drive every night and visualize his success. One of these nights, he wrote himself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered, which he dated for Thanksgiving 1995. Just before that date, he hit the payday with Dumb and Dumber. He put the deteriorated check, which he'd kept in his wallet the whole time, in his father's casket. Oh, I love Jim Carrey so much. He, that's the definition of manifesting people. Like writing yourself that big of a check Mm -hmm. and just being like, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this. And then, and dating it Mm -hmm. like by this year, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And just going and going and like visualizing whatever you want your life to be is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's very, yeah something very powerful about struggle. Yeah, and coming from a place like that, and like him having to work to support his family and all these things that like that that lit his fire mm-hmm. and things like that like gave him so much more drive mm-hmm. than if he was just you know from a middle class family something mm-hmm. like that. That that's really what pushed him mm-hmm. and just yeah visualizing it, not giving up. Ooh, yeah, the perseverance. Wow. Obsessed. Tyler Perry. <clears throat> Perry had a rough childhood. He was physically and sexually abused growing up, got kicked out of high school, and tried to commit suicide twice, once as a preteen and again at 22. At 23, he moved to Atlanta and took up odd jobs as he started working on his stage career. In 1992, he wrote, produced, and starred in his first theater production, I Know I've Been Changed, somewhat informed by his difficult upbringing. Perry put all his savings into the show and it failed miserably. The run lasted just one weekend and only 30 people came to watch. He kept up with the production, working more odd jobs often, working more odd jobs and often slept in his car to get by. Six years later, Perry finally broke through when on its seventh run, the show became a success. He's since gone on to have an extremely successful career as a director, writer, and actor. In fact, Perry was named for four names. Forbes highest paid man in entertainment in 2011. I had no idea about any of that. Same. I feel like you always see Tyler Perry and like we even didn't we watch something about him and like 
I don't know. I saw something about him and his like nonprofit or whatever that mm-hmm. he started. And I had no idea that he had such a, a hard childhood and stuff like that. Yeah. To put all of your savings into something and then it failing. That's so scary. That's really scary. And such a risk. And I feel like usually when you hear stories about that, like, oh, they put all of it and then it failed. And then like, they never made it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like an only murders in the building splash. I put all of his money into that. And he's still in debt and he's trying to get money yeah, from the kids. So you're totally. like, uh, yeah. you know, it's really scary. And it's like how much courage it takes to just believe in yourself and to mm-hmm. believe in something that you're doing. It's so funny because like, when I think about this, I think about like leaving Montana and how I had like not, I mean, I didn't have a ton of money, but I had like the most money that I'd ever been able to save up. And then I moved here and it like dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. And now it's like paycheck to paycheck. But I also like wouldn't trade it for being back there with more money. Like I would rather struggle here Mm -hmm. than like be fine there. Right. And that's just, that's just kind of how you have to look at things sometimes. I Mm -hmm. think totally. All right, SJP, Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker was born in a poor coal mining town in rural Ohio, the youngest of four children. Same. Her parents divorced when she was two, and her mother remarried shortly thereafter and had an additional four children. Parker's stepfather, a truck driver, was often out out of work, so the future starlets took up singing and dancing at a very young age to help supplement her mom's teaching income and feed their 10-person family. Despite hard times and occasionally being on welfare, Parker's mom continued to encourage her children's interest in the arts. The family moved to Cincinnati, where Parker was enrolled in a ballet, music, and theater school on scholarship. When she was 11 years old, the family took a trip to New York City so Parker could audition for a Broadway play. The trip was a success. She and her brother brother were both cast, and the family relocated to New York. Parker continued to work hard and land roles, eventually becoming the title character of TV's juggernaut, Sex in the City. I love Sex in the City. Um, Huge. That's really cool. I didn't know that she did like ballet and all that, which makes no, a lot of sense. She's from Ohio. Yeah, same. She's like a New York gal. I know. Like the queen of New York, I would say. Amen. You know? I mean, the fact that she's been there since 11 years old, mm-hmm. like that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And also this has so, like, this is so important also because like, as much as they were struggling and like, I can't believe her family was that big, but her parents were still like, you obviously love the arts. Like we're going to encourage you. We're going to yeah. do whatever it takes to like get you there. And if like you want to be on Broadway, we'll move to New York. Like that's mm-hmm. huge. And from Ohio, like that's, that's still pretty far. Oh, yeah. And that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of like faith that, her parents had and mm-hmm. just like this unknown, I feel like oh, so for that's, sure. that's huge. And if you don't like have that sort of support system, like you just have to be that for yourself and mm-hmm. you just have to be like, okay, I'm going to move and see if this works out and just follow, just like open this door and go through it and just follow it until another door opens. You Literally. know, Ooh. Colonel Sanders. Woo, let's go. Interesting. Our boy. Colonel Harland Sanders was fired from a variety of jobs throughout his career before he first started cooking chicken in his roadside shell service station shell service station in 1930 when he was 40 years old during the Great Depression. Wow. His gas station didn't actually have a restaurant, so so he served diners in his attached personal living quarters. Wow. 
Over the next 10 years, he perfected his secret recipe and pressure fryer cooking method for his famous fried chicken and moved on to bigger locations. His chicken was chicken was even praised by the media in the media by food critic Duncan Hines. Yes, that Duncan Hines. However, as the interstate came through the Kentucky town where the Colonel's restaurant was located in the 1950s, it took away important road traffic and the Colonel was forced to close his business and retire essentially broke. Worried about how he was going to survive off his meager $105 monthly pension check, he set out to find restaurants who would franchise his secret recipe. He wanted a nickel for each piece of chicken sold. He drove around, sleeping in his car, and was rejected more than a thousand times before finally finding his first partner. It's like stories like that are he was retired... And he made something of himself. Like, people are always like, I'm too old to do this. You literally know Colonel Sanders as the old white fried chicken guy. Like, that could be you. Literally. (laughs) But that's the thing, that it's never too late to make a success of yourself. Yeah. Or make something that you want to do. Like, that is huge. Mm -hmm. Because so easy for him to be like, okay, I'm just going to live off of 100 and five dollars and whatever. It was like, nah. And struggle. I'm gonna sell my chicken because I believe in my chicken. Dang I it. love my chicken, and we love your chicken too. America loves your chicken. All right, Shania Twain, our girl, our girl. Twain's career actually began more out of necessity than raw ambition. Her parents divorced when she was two, and she rarely saw her father. Her mom and stepfather, to whom she grew close, often couldn't make enough to get by. So Twain started singing in bars to make extra money when she was just eight years old. She recalls her mother waking her up at all hours to get up and perform. Sadly, when she was 21, her mother and stepfather were killed in a head-on car accident with a logging truck on the highway. Twain put her career on hold to step in and take care of her three younger siblings who were in their teens at the time. She sang in resorts and put off going after big-time stardom until her sister and brother were old enough to care for themselves. Only once her youngest brother graduated high school did she feel okay heading down to Nashville to pursue her career. What I like about this story is that she put her dreams on hold mm-hmm. and was like, I can still do it, yeah, but I, I don't back. have to right now, which mm-hmm. I think takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. And especially I think most of us are like, no, I have to do this now. No, I have to make it I'll now. never get another chance. I'll never get Literally, another chance. Literally, I'm just getting older, all of mm-hmm. this stuff, especially mm-hmm. in music, my God, but that she was like, no, I need this to This is wait. more important. This needs to hold off right now. Yeah. That's... That's huge. And it's so true. Like you, I think we were like, kind of grew up believing that there's like, we had one shot and like, you know, Mm -hmm. like if we have something, we have to do it immediately. And like, there is some truth to having, you know, kind of going with the momentum of it all, but also like some shit matters and you just like, you can always come back. Mm -hmm. It'll be there still. And if like, if the certain thing that you wanted to do isn't there still, like something else will be there. It's just, I think that was really cool of her to like recognize that importance. I mean, she didn't really have, in my eyes, I don't think it was like some like big decision. I mean, obviously she had to take care Mm -hmm. of her siblings, but um, just the fact that she put herself on hold and like took care of her family. And a lot of these people's stories are starting out similarly that like their parents were poor. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of that older generation kind of like, you know, people who are like 40, 50, 60, 70 right now who like their parents 
grew up really poor or like their grandparents were really poor and they had a rough time. And I think that a lot of them had to take like help pay the bills and Mm -hmm. take care of their families and then ended up doing them, doing some things for themselves. Yeah. Mm. Emily Blunt. I love Emily Blunt. Before Blunt was getting nominated for Golden Globes and landing leading roles on the stage and big screen, she could barely carry a conversation with her classmates. Between ages 7 and 14, Emily had a major stutter. As she told W Magazine, I was a smart kid and had a lot to say, but I just couldn't say it. It would just haunt me. I never thought I'd be able to sit and talk to someone like I'm talking to right now. But that all changed when one of her junior high teachers encouraged her to try out for the school play. A totally unappealing feat given the fact that she had such a hard time communicating. But the teacher kept gently pressing and suggesting she try accents and character voices to help get the words out. And it worked. By the end of her teens, Blunt had overcome her stutter and went on to achieve the successful career she has now. That is so cute. So cute. I love that. The accents of it all. The teacher being like, try something else. And I think it's so cool to see a lot of celebrities and a lot of actors had like stage fright, stutters, Mm -hmm. like, you know, either like physical blocks or mental blocks that they like overcome. And now we know nothing about them at all because they just like did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so powerful. Yeah. And the fact that so many times the thing that is like what you see as a weakness is like your strength or turns yeah. into your strength. Because if she didn't have this start, then she probably, the teacher wouldn't have been like, oh, you should try out for the yeah. school play. And then she would never become an and actor. Who knows what she, yeah. Who knows crazy. Think about that, everyone. Think about what like your thing is. Mm-hmm. That could be your superpower. Mm. All right. Last one. Oprah Winfrey. We love, love Oprah. Oprah's dealt with a lot throughout her public life. Criticism about her weight, racism, intrusive questions about her sexuality, just to name a few. But she never let it get in the way of her ambition and drive. When you look at her childhood, her personal triumphs are a cast in an even more remarkable light. Growing up, Oprah was reportedly a victim of sexual abuse and was repeatedly molested by her cousin, an uncle, and a family friend. Later, she became pregnant and gave birth to a child at age 14 who passed away just two weeks later. Oh, my God. But Oprah persevered, going on to finish high school as an honor student, earning a full scholarship to college and working her way through the ranks of television from a local network anchor in Nashville to an international superstar and creator of her own network. A-W-N. That's the network. It's called OWN. Lols. (laughs) Um... Wow, I had no idea about any Mm -hmm. of that. Like, you guys, do you realize that, like, the hardships that you go through and the shit that you go through and the pain that you have are temporary Mm -hmm. and that you can move through it and you can get past it and you can, it's not going to break you. It's not going to end you. The world is not going to end and you are going to go on to do amazing, amazing things. Like, do you know that? Do you know that? And that it all is going to be a part of your story. And And it's it's going to make you stronger and inspire everyone else around you. Mm. (laughs) What if I told you it was all meant to be? It is. Mm. That's so powerful. And it's so good to like hear from those people as well that like that we've all seen. We're like, sure. Big stars, you know, Sure, that's all you you see, but like literally these struggles. And I'm sure a Mm -hmm. lot of people listening, like you can probably relate to something or some 
something that you've heard. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have stories. to be this cheesy, like, Oh, look what I overcame. Like, yeah, it can be, it's just, it's so simple to just read about mm-hmm. these little tiny snippets of people's lives and be like, wow, they're human. They went through a lot of yeah. bullshit to get mm-hmm. here. Or maybe you even recognize, be like, wow, I have it pretty dang good compared mm-hmm. to what uh, these people went through. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I you know what this. I mean? No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something somebody said on TikTok this week. Uh, she said, everyone thinks you're cringe until you're successful. Mm. So like everything that you're trying to do or putting yourself out there, all these things, you're like, oh my gosh, am I dumb? Am I this? Or people be like, oh my gosh, they're so cringe until you make it. You know? I think that, yeah, that reminds me a lot of like Jim Carrey's humor because he mm-hmm. was so like out there and yeah. crazy and goofy and people were probably like, what the hell is wrong before. with this guy? Yeah. And then they were like, wait, this is actually brilliant. Yeah. And he's like so funny and mm-hmm. like it, he was probably such a weird kid. Like people probably bullied totally. him and were like, this guy's a freak. And like people still bully him now that he's mm-hmm. older and he's like talking about whatever he talks about. Mm-hmm. And I think that he gets bullied because he's just so out there and right. like goofy and crazy. And I think that crazy, not, not crazy. I shouldn't say crazy flamboyant, you know, totally. But be yourself. Yeah. It's your greatest superpower. I love that. <sighs> feeling good. Feeling um, inspired. Same. Ugh. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very like, content now good and just like set yeah with like set. fresh new week we hope you're all doing well we yeah. hope that you're all just like <sighs> feeling the feelings feeling the moments that you're in but like pushing through working through mm-hmm. celebrating <sighs> and thank you for like hanging out with us yeah like during this fall season it means so much getting that we through all it with can us do it together and it's like all of these waves are gonna come and go it's all gonna you just have to ride it out and get through it, find the positivity each mm-hmm. and every day, and tune into Michael and Mary. <laughs> That's the thing about it. Thanks so much for being here, tuning into Michael and Mary in the morning, the cute ass podcast you didn't know you needed. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I'm guessing that you already do if you're listening, but you might not be. So come aboard. Really fun stuff happening over there. You can see us in our um, our fall garb on today, which is pretty nice, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, and be sure to subscribe to us. You subscribe on Spotify or Apple so you get notified when we drop because that's always exciting. We'll pop up on your screen. And it's see not you. annoying. It's no, just a cute little, like, it's only one a week. Yeah, it's not a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, and share this podcast with someone who you think uh, would need it, would like to, I don't know, be inspired, who maybe is going after it, but they just need a little encouragement mm. and some stories of some people that they know who have made it and are just like them. Yes. Why not you? Why not you? And if you need like a daily reminder, if you're like one of the people Ooh. who just like really likes like a physical thing I to be like, that. yes, um, the link to our merch is in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. We have a lot of fun stuff and it is just nice. Like our bags, our tote bags and stuff, really and our tumblers are just like such a nice reminder to be like, fill yourself. I can do it. Like fill it yourself. Silver line that shit. Mm. I am here to brighten your day. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Let's go. Um, if you like the show, please write us a review on the Apple Podcast app. It's the purple one. I, I love, love reading. Reviews. We love reading your reviews. I checked this morning if we had any new ones, and we don't. So ah! I would just love to hear some more beautiful reviews. Yeah. 
Um, and if you want more content from us, um, we do bonus episodes and playlists and wallpapers on our Patreon. You can join that. Um, it's just a way to support us since this show is not free to make. By joining for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us so we can continue to support you. We love you all so much. Yeah, we love you. We cherish you. We adore you. Like it's the only thing we'll ever do. See you Monday. Mwah.